0: thank you for tuning your hearts in for another episode of the hearts rise up podcast i'm carol chapman your host along with my co-hosts Anne sari and concetta antonelli we share our own personal experiences tips and strategies along with powerful stories and compelling insights from guest interviews we're here to inspire and empower your conscious evolution, help you tap into your inner wisdom and rise to your heart-centered higher self. Together, we can rise to a higher level of consciousness, an elevated state of being, and experience more love, joy, and freedom. Hello again, and welcome back heart centered listeners. Thank you for joining us again on the hearts rise up podcast for another episode where you will always find heartfelt wisdom to help you in your life journey. My special guest today is Morgana Ray. Morgana is a 20 time international number one best selling author, mentor and coach. And she's regarded to be the world's number one authority. On relationship with money. Her groundbreaking approach to love centered wealth building has featured her on The Wall Street Journal, Yahoo Finance, all the major television networks, coast to coast radio, and hundreds more. Morgana's fans call her the money goddess because of the many documented stories of clients manifesting unexpected income of hundreds. Thousands, tens, and hundreds of thousands, and even over a million dollars within hours of changing their relationship with money. A pioneer in personal development for over 27 years, Morgana writes, speaks, and coaches from a desire to empower idealistic entrepreneurs, artists, healers, and humanitarians to have a big impact in the world and to heal the rift between heart, spirit, and money. Morgana, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me, Carol. Thank you for being here today. And I'm just getting goosebumps after sharing your bio. It's incredibly impressive. I'm sure that you have had your fair share of challenges in life. Before we get into the nuts and bolts of your work, I would love for you to share a bit more about your personal journey. Where shall we start?
1: Well, let's start with the
0: failure. The reason I ended up in
1: this strange niche of coaching relationship with money is because of my own really dramatic failure in that area and applying myself with such intensity to every possible solution to solve the problem. Like helping people is my comfort zone. That is a really Nice default for me. That's where my happiness is. Charging for it was always challenging for me to the point that even after my elite fancy East Coast liberal arts education and half a dozen coaching certifications and mountains of testimonials and all the marketing, you know, the website, the brochure, the business card, the tagline, blah, 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 all the stuff I was supposed to be doing. And I'm flying out of town and I'm taking more classes to get more certifications, to get more business training and working with a coach all while I'm not making money, which is really hard to do. So not only was I not making money, but I wasn't making back the money I was investing to solve the problem. And it was so painful. I felt like such a loser. I had worked with all these clients in Hollywood and actors without credits getting movies and TV series and awards and writers and producers and directors, like getting jobs and selling their films. And so I had a reputation and I had people who wanted to work with me, but there was something in me that really baffled myself and every coach and every teacher that even people who wanted to hire me, somehow I would manage to not get paid. And it hit a really low point specifically after I had just taken this class on overcoming sales objections, because I kept chasing the next class and the next tool that maybe that would solve the problem, Is if that would be the holy grail. And I had taken this class on what to say when people say, oh, I'd love to, but I can't afford it, or I don't have time or whatever. And I followed the scripts. And by the way, I don't even remember them anymore, but I was such a good straight A student. Still believing the lie that if you do what you're told and you get good grades, you'll make lots of money and life will live happily ever after. Mm. And so I did what I was told so perfectly that seven times in a row, I overcame these objections. And seven times in a row, the person didn't show up for the call and didn't pay. And when the seventh time hit, that's when I lost hope. Hope is our fuel. And I ran out. And I freaked out. And I despaired. And it Mm. just hurt so badly, where I felt this combination of just rage and fear and heartbreak. And I could not see anything else I could possibly do, because I'd been doing all of it. I had a newsletter in 2002, an electronic newsletter I don't know if they call them easings anymore. And I had the website and I had the business cards and I was going to the networking meetings and I was doing the public speaking and I am actually really good at marketing. That's why I had so many successful clients because I would help them with their marketing. And it didn't matter because it was like I had some superhuman power of money repulsion. And by the way, if there's any like do-gooder healer type out there who's a little bit like me, I would feel guilty about charging money to help people, which, if you think about it from the outside, that implies that only people who harm people who like sell drugs and hurt the planet and sell arms and you know just do bad things should get paid, which is really, really a wrong headed perspective, yeah, especially because I'm very, very spiritual, apparently so much that I had to say very twice <laughs> <laughs> there was that guilt because a lot of what I do is, while it's very practical, a lot of it also comes from intuition. Here I was back in this really bad place where people actually wanted to hire me and something was going on and they weren't. And I remember just pulling the blackout drapes in my little bedroom,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: making it like a crypt, getting on the bed, lying down and just screaming and crying and wailing, hated by the universe and kind of hating the universe back and just not wanting to be here. Because how can you be here if you know what you're good at, what you're supposed to do? And it was like this cruel joke that I couldn't make a living at it it was just too much. Mm -hmm. And I cried myself out, sinking to the bottom of the pool where you hit the hard concrete at the bottom, which is actually a very useful thing to do because that's where the leverage is so i just sunk to the bottom and when i got to the bottom and i cried myself out i had two ideas just you know that little voice in the back of your head Mm. one of them suggested that maybe money needed to be my next area of spiritual growth this by the way does not have to apply to you or anybody listening for me spirituality is An area that I feel more at home in, Mm -hmm. more comfortable. And there was the idea well, if I could move money, the scary, awful thing, into the spiritual zone, maybe, maybe I can justify it there. But there was this idea if it was my next area of spiritual growth, I could do more and help more. So maybe we should put it there. And the other thought that came to my mind was more a feeling of curiosity, which is, What is going on inside of me that can't be with money, which is kind of a weird thought to have because I have no trouble spending money. What was in me that was so uncomfortable asking for and receiving money? Where did that come from? What is that? And fortunately, the next day, I had a call with my coach. It's kind of shocking. Living in Los Angeles, I was at the low point making $100 a month, which pays for nothing. Doesn't pay for food, doesn't pay for health insurance, certainly doesn't pay for rent or car insurance or anything. Might pay for internet. And yet I still managed to have a coach. And I have to say thank goodness because I would not be here without that. Because that day, my coach and I don't know where this idea came from. But he asked me a question after months and months of, you know, trying lots of practical things. He suddenly this question came up in him and he blurted out to me, Morgana, if your money was a person, who would your money be? Mm -hmm. And that's the weird question that changed my life. Because Carol, you and I could talk about money stories and money beliefs Mm -hmm. and negative things we've heard about money. And we could talk about that for hours and it would be a very interesting intellectual exercise and it would change nothing. But as soon as I saw who my money was, suddenly everything that I wasn't conscious of made sense and came into crystal clear focus because my money at that moment, in that dark, painful moment of my life, The money who showed up looked like a big, scary, dirty, violent biker who caused fights and terrified me. I didn't know that I felt that way about money Mm -hmm. until I made it a person. And I could feel how scary it was. I could feel the danger. I could feel how I was hyper vigilant with my attention on him all the time to create maximum distance between us. It was like I got a sneak peek into my subconscious. Wow. (laughs) So while for years I was doing the Good Girl Act, getting stellar grades, getting testimonials, acing every class on marketing and sales and all that kind of stuff, and still making $100 a month is not... I don't know if I would say normal, but not what any of us expected.
0: Right. You had all the things going for you, but for some reason, you just weren't bringing in the income.
1: At all. And what's so painful about this is there are so many very well-intentioned teachers and coaches in the marketplace saying, do this and make money. And I would do what they told me to do really well, and I still didn't make money. And I'm, by the way, I'm speaking to everybody out there who has had that experience. And whether it's money or love or weight loss or health or whatever, there's a pattern that I have seen over the last 27 years that I've been a coach. And the pattern is when you see somebody doing everything they're supposed to be doing and doing it for a long time, and they're not getting the results that they should be getting, Something is going on subconsciously. It's not that they don't deserve it. It it totally isn't that they haven't earned what they want. What's going on is we are protecting ourselves from what we're pursuing. And the kicker is we have really, really good reasons to protect ourselves. But they're subconscious, so we can't address the danger until we make it conscious, and then we can do something about it. So if you've been going for the money or the love or the health, because I, I believe those are the three primary teachers in life, the three biggest pain points fall in those categories, and you aren't getting what you want and what you need, I would suggest there's a very high likelihood that there are very deep, big reasons that you are subconsciously protecting yourself. and. In a battle between the conscious mind and the subconscious, the subconscious always wins. Mm. It's steering the ship. It never rests. It is there to protect you, even if it's protecting you from what you need to survive. It's on 24-7, isn't it? Right? We need to get them on the same team. So the job is to find out what is actually going on below the surface. What is the root cause? This is really important. It's not what you think it is, especially when it comes to money we think that money is the problem. And by the way, money is a problem. It is in our lives. If we don't have enough, if it's caused drama, if it's getting in the way of relationship, if you make it and you lose it, Mm. it is a problem. But the root cause of the problem is what is behind the money. It isn't the money itself. It's like, I know a lot of people love to say, change your money story, change your life. And if that works for you, do what works. But the people I coach, and I've coached many thousands of people now, that wasn't enough. So what we want to look at, and this is the first step, number one of six, I feel like the count from Sesame Street.
0: Are you taking us through the steps that you went through? Is that okay? Oh, sure. Absolutely. I mean, I'm loving this conversation because this is looking at it from a, I don't want to say from a totally different angle, but we tend to look at just the obvious things. But this is sort of a not-so-obvious, and I love the fact that your coach asked you that question, and that question just triggered this whole series of other questions to begin exploring within you. So definitely, I want us to dig into it. I still want to hear your story. What was the shift?
1: Well, they go go hand in hand. So thank you for redirecting me, because I do tend to get off track. I really do. I apologize. So. He asked me that question, and I saw this big, scary biker guy. And in that moment, it was very clear to me. There was no doubt that I couldn't have money in my life if that was my money. It was too dangerous. There were reasons I pushed it away childhood reasons about money getting in the way of love, but much deeper experiences of being rejected and feeling like there was something wrong with me. And, you know, the, much deeper root cause stuff that we'll get to. Mm. But at that moment, it was just very clear that I didn't feel safe with that biker, and I would always push money away if that was money. Mm -hmm. So I had to get rid of the biker if I was to have money in my life. Once I got rid of the biker, and all of this is just happening in minutes, that question hit a domino, and like all the little domino pieces just started to fall over Mm -hmm. (laughs) It because I was ready, and this was supposed to happen at that moment. And by the way, anybody listening, if you're in a really bad place, you have an advantage. It's like your dominoes are set up. Really? And the monster is, is like really easily accessible. And it only changes by starting with the monster. So the biker was my original money monster. And I knew I couldn't have money in my life if that was my money. The guy had to go. But that created a new problem, which was I had just gotten rid of my only relationship with money. And that's what I did like on the call with my coach. But after the call, I was like, oh, I live in Los Angeles and I just fired my only relationship with money. And that's a problem because I live in Los Angeles and I need to have money in my life. If you've ever been in a bad relationship, you know, if it was a really bad relationship, you are shell shocked you are not in a rush to jump into that again. You know, like you're really really gun shy and maybe you want to take a few years off dating. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have the luxury of a few years off of having a relationship with money. So I had to think to myself strategically, who could I want in my life instead? Who I could want so much that I could want this person even if it was money. Who could I want so much that I could tolerate that it was also money? And I was just on a creative roll that day because I'm usually not very visual, but it was just like ready-made, like this person had always been there, ready to happen, just waiting for me to give him the
0: okay. I'm really curious.
1: Instantly, when I asked that question, I saw this beautiful, tall, dark, handsome, romantic young man with very clean cut, slicked back hair in a tuxedo, carrying a bouquet of red flowers in love with me. Mm, I love that. I can't even tell you how weird and surprising that was to me because I never thought of money loving me or wanting to be with me. And it was the quality of the person that made me feel safe and wanted that i wanted to have a relationship with he didn't feel like money at all
0: mhm felt like love this sounds like a real energetic shift
1: this is why i was attracted to your show cuz the title is hearts rise up and i know that money mindset is a huge buzzword and it's really good for like google clicks and all that kind of stuff but in my experience mindset is nice, but it's not enough. If mindset, if a money mindset was enough, no, or if any kind of mindset, if a mindset was enough, nobody in America would have to go on a diet again. The mind follows the heart. So what we really are doing here is we're changing your heart. Oh, I love that. You know, we're building a truly love-based, totally in integrity, Millionaire heart set, so you do not have to be at war with yourself. We want love and money working in partnership to make a better world. That's beautiful. Nothing else is sustainable. So here I have this guy who is obviously loving and worthy of love. And I also got a very strong sense of how I had been breaking his heart for years. I was the gatekeeper, I was the one who pushed him away by treating him like a monster and how much that hurt him. So I also surprisingly got a real sense of my own power because Carol, we have the bodies, so we have the power in the relationship. So I asked him from that place because I could feel that he wanted to be with me. So I asked him, what do you need from me so you can be with me? And the really cool thing about when money looks and feels really, really like a real person and a yummy person, when it feels real and I ask a question, I get an answer back. Everybody's going to be different. Some people will hear words. Some people may see things. You might just know, you might feel it in your gut. You might do automatic writing, which is you write your voice, you write your money honey's voice. That's what I call this new relationship with money. But I just asked and I heard, I heard back the words, I need you to love me and stop treating me like a monster. So that was our conversation. I recommend that as an initial question, but everybody's going to get the response that they need to get because you all have your own unique relationship. And then when I heard that, I thought of, well, how have I treated him like a monster? Every time I would freak out, get guilty, embarrassed, and ashamed when somebody would ask me what I charged. And I could feel what that did to him when I got like that. And I felt like a jerk, like, ooh, I don't don't wanna be that person who is mean to him like that. He doesn't deserve that. So I am going to be a better relationship partner. I'm going to be more loving. We made a deal that what it would look like to stop treating him like a monster is next time he brought me a gift, which like an aunt might give me a sweater. He would give me a prospective client is what a a gift when he woos me, what that looks like. Next time he sent me a gift, somebody wanted to hire me, I would say, thank you. And I would accept the gift. And that would be my energy. And I. Kid you not, within 24 hours, four people out of the blue wanted to hire me the very next day.
0: Wow, that's incredible. And I believe it because there was such an energetic shift within you that you are allowing, letting go, releasing the barriers.
1: And honestly, I'll tell you, it's still weird because it still works that way for me. And it's also very uncomfortable because I grew up in a family of lawyers and scientists. So I kind of want things to not happen in this woo-woo spiritual way. I really, there's a big part of me that just wants to do X plus Y equals Z. If I send out an email with words in this order, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, that has not been my life experience for decades. It's always what's going on inside of me. And I cannot tell you how much that annoys me. And it's the same with my clients. I do believe action is very important. I love action. The final step is action. We don't just sit on the couch and wait for our money, honey fairy to like solve all our problems for us because that doesn't evolve us. That's not why we are here on earth. But you're right. That shift happened and then people showed up. And that has been my life story for the last 20 years. And it doesn't matter how annoying that is. That is still my life story. If I'm noticing things are stuck, yeah, I have to see if I have
0: a new little monster to wipe out and replace with a money honey. That is how it works, basically, is that a lot of what we create in our own reality is the result of what's going on in the inside.
1: Again, can't attract and keep what you are pushing away <laughs> unconsciously you have to get them both aligned. I like to say change happens at the speed of safety. The moment I made money safe, money came in. And then nine years later, I did the same process with my relationship with love and attract my husband. Two months later, I was already 45 and a half, make sure to put in the half, (laughs) Not not a newly minted 45 year old. With a with an unbroken record of romantic disaster, and I met my husband two months after slaying my love monster, and that was nine years ago. Wow! Uh, in a few weeks, and we've been married twenty five times in twenty countries because he asked me to marry him a hundred times in a hundred countries.
0: What a beautiful love story!
1: It, it, the weddings and the travel are fun, but the best part is the marriage itself. Just Boring day to day life is what makes me really happy. But we like to travel, and renewing vows is actually, that's maybe a topic for another show, but I find it's really useful for the relationship to go through the inconvenience of okay, we're going to stop our life, book a trip, fly 20 hours somewhere, and then spend a few weeks visiting countries and getting married in different cultures and just remembering and choosing in the moment why we choose each other which especially after you've just had a really bad fight in mostar in bosnia herzegovina and you know you have to make up because you're getting married the next day and there's nowhere to go it's like i hate you i hate you i want to leave you and i can't because i'm in mostar and there's nowhere i can go and we're getting married tomorrow so we have to work it out damn it and then when you say I love you and you choose a person knowing what it's like to fight with them, it's so much deeper because you're choosing that person, all of them, including the parts that annoy you with open eyes and full love anyway. That's, that's love. But that's, that's another topic.
0: It is. And that would be a great topic to explore because it's like a mirror, you know, you're looking at yourself. Let's go ahead and, if you're ready, to get into the steps to turn yeah. your relationship with money around.
1: Oh, of course. So I immediately started attracting all these clients. There were the first four the next day, and then more and more kept coming. And they were not, obviously, hiring me for a relationship with money because I just had that change and I wasn't marketing it. They were hiring me for life and business coaching because that's what I did and do. But since I had human beings, and most human beings have money issues, I had a bunch of like, wonderful test subjects to try out what had happened to me to see if because it helped me, I wanted it to help them. And I will tell you, in total honesty, I bombed, I would, you know, try to guide them through what I went through. And then I'd be like, why didn't it happen for you? Why? why isn't it working and and even my coach tried to do it with other people and it didn't work on anybody and i had to start to reverse engineer what was really going on on a deeper level to make it work for other people and that's when i broke it down into steps and specific things that need to happen before you can go to the next step for it to work and over time i seriously have coached thousands of people And the results get bigger and bigger and bigger where they used to start in the hundreds. And now I have more and more millionaire clients, including clients starting at zero, which by the way, is never, ever a promise. I don't know how much or what will happen when. All I as a coach can absolutely guarantee is we will change your relationship with money and you will know it. And my request to those of you listening is if anything interesting happens, if you try this process and something cool happens, please let me know because I get thrilled hearing what happens when people do this, even if you did it on your own, it just makes my world a better place. So step number one, and and I was pointing to that, is uncovering the root cause. It's never actually the money. It's never actually your money beliefs. It's way, way deeper than that. It is your experiences of being unloved, unworthy, or unsafe, especially the stuff that doesn't look like it has to do with money. Any abuse you experienced, any rejection you experienced, anything you're ashamed of, accidents, eating disorders, anything that has ever made you feel not good enough, not loved, not safe like you don't even have a right to exist. Now money can magnify that stuff especially in the US where we have to pay, you know, for food, shelter and health. But we want to really go deeper than the surface because the money is like a mirror of what's really going on much deeper. And to get a monster out of this, to get the leverage to create a change, we want to create extreme polarity. So I call this process financial alchemy. Alchemy is the transmutation of lead into gold. For my purposes, the transmutation of lead in human experience into spiritual and material gold. So any horrible thing you've ever experienced suddenly becomes incredibly useful, super valuable. You've already paid the price of admission and now you get to use it. It would be terrible to waste. So I want you to use anything that is rising up for you right now that has ever made you feel unsafe and loved or unworthy. It's like being a lawyer in the court of the universe. You're building a case against existence. What makes life not worth living? So my law of attraction people I love you, take off your positive thinking hat temporarily, you will get it back, but we need to get, we need to like suck out the poison that's operating 24/7 below your consciousness. So then the positive mojo will actually work on a full body energetic level. Mm -hmm. So step number one, uncover the root cause. Step number two is now imagine that there is a person who is responsible For everything bad that happened in step one, Mm -hmm. everything that is bad that happened in your life, bad that happened in the world is like being orchestrated by one super villain who is obsessively focused on you in particular to make you miserable. And then we're going to call that your money. Mm -hmm. Whether you have none or whether you're a billionaire, because I've coached the spectrum. And drama doesn't go away when there's more money unless you change your relationship with money. Mm -hmm. So step number two is personifying the root cause into your money monster. Step number three is annihilate, obliterate, eradicate your monster completely. It's all imagination. You can use any weapon you can think of Just make sure that it is gone and no energetic trace remains. You want a total vacuum. How is that done? Well, you make it up. So imaginary lightsaber, machete, knife, flamethrower, Volcano, fiery pit, meat grinder was one, you know, really <laughs> gruesome client used a meat grinder, sharks, piranhas, atom <laughs> bomb, love bomb, whatever, whatever it takes, it doesn't matter. You just keep going until it is all gone. And when it is gone, you know it. You feel the difference because this entity has been with you your whole life. And when it's gone, it is weird. And it feels different than anything you've experienced before. And it may feel empty and it may feel light and it may feel good or it may feel scary. There may even be some grieving. That's okay. We just want different. It's all
0: gone. It's completely binary. Does the length of that process right there, annihilating the villain, take a long time or is it quickly or does it matter? For some people, it's minutes. For
1: some people, it's many hours. As a coach, me, my job is I will outlast anybody's monster. (laughs) Whatever it takes to dig it up, flesh it out and get it gone. I've had a session that lasted seven hours. Not my favorite, but it's what I do. My job is I will make sure we get it and make sure it's gone and make sure it is fully replaced with its opposite, which is love. Mm. So the nature, the character of the new relationship with money is 100% love-based. It will feel like a god of love. In my money goddess retreats, we use the the mythology of Psyche and Cupid, the god of love, because it's the same story. Her initial relationship with Cupid, if she thinks he's a monster, and drives him away. And she has to go down into hell. They came up with this thousands of years ago in ancient Greece. She had to go down into hell to retrieve what she needed to be able to have a relationship with Cupid. And in so doing, she went from a mortal girl like all of us into a goddess herself to live eternally in wedded bliss with the God of love, who she used to think was a monster. That's kind of what's going on here. So when you meet your money honey, He, she, or they will be the person who lights you up. There's something very, very healing about romantic love. And it's also important because lovers are equals. We're not going to make your money, honey, Oprah or God because they're like way up here and we're way down here. We want peers because your money, honey, is going to look at you and see you as the most powerful, delicious, divine. Creation, just like in love with you, seeing you as your best self, who you really are without any of your neuroses and hangups. And you get to see yourself through the eyes of love, and you get to see your circumstances through the eyes of love and your money, honey, who does not have your fears but sees opportunities, is expansive. This is somebody who loves you more than anybody in the world, and this is somebody that you want to. And if you don't have that, just go back and root out some more monster until, the, until it's really, really open so that you don't have a reason. You don't have any subconscious fears or resistance to feeling loved. By the way, if you haven't figured it out, your money monster is also a love monster. We're really talking about your relationship with life. We call it money because money is an area that needs your love and your healing mm. and needs our love and healing as a planet. So we call it money, but it's really our relationship with life. And money just touches every area of our life. So it's a really elegant entry point for transformation because it makes such a good monster.
0: It is because money is energy. Yeah, and that's very profound.
1: It is energy, but we can't relate to energy as specifically as we can relate to a person. Hmm. So we make it a person. A person who we can wrap our arms around or their arms wrapped around us, you know, who just makes us want to melt and feel safe and feel full of love and feel love.
0: It's the emotional feeling that you're talking about. Yeah. A love feeling that we experience.
1: Because it's a person, we can now go to step five, which is we can talk and get answers back. So this is a really great hack for intuition so my question was what do you need from me so you can stay with me which is my favorite first question you're going to want to have a great relationship with money for the rest of your life so like any relationship whether it is marriage to your human honey or partnership with your human honey or your money honey this conversation needs to keep going you can't just say i love you and be good you know (laughs) for the rest of your life and never have to do anything again But I do like for the first conversation, what do you need from me? Because it gives you the power and you get an answer back. So that's step five is having having a conversation with your money, honey. And step number six is then you take some kind of physical, concrete, measurable action that you can say, yes, I did it or I didn't do it. Because if you want to have physical, real world results, you need to take physical, real world action. It makes it real to you. And weird things happen. I have case after case where a client just put it off, put it off, put it off. And sometimes it's like really obvious money related stuff like file your taxes, which by the way, getting that off your table is going to free up so much energy. It's ridiculous. But sometimes it's something like go take a walk or go dancing or go skating. And I love to share the story of Katie. Her money, honey, told her to go skating in the middle of winter, somewhere in Canada. I don't remember exactly where. But she was so stressed about money and working so hard, she kept putting it off. So she put it off day one, nothing changed. She put it off again day two, nothing changed. She checked in with her money, honey. He was still clear that he wanted her to go skating. So on day three, she took her 10-year-old son out skating, and they had this beautiful time, this heart connection. She just completely lightened up and just focused on loving her son. And then when she came home, she got a phone call offering her $10,000. And that was just the beginning of her relationship. Now she is living in Mexico as this sort of Renaissance coach, which is where she wants to be. But that was just the beginning of the journey. But I do love, just because I see it happen over and over again, is that it opens up when you keep your word. So you take the action. And I don't know what's going to happen when you take the action. Maybe something financial, maybe something else. But you're building a relationship with money in yourself that teaches money in you that you are also trustworthy, which builds trust in the relationship back and forth. And that's when I see the finances change, sometimes ridiculously dramatically. And I can't say why, but I have seen a correlation to between the depth of how far you go in step one and how big and bad the monster is kind of sets you up to have a bigger and better money, honey experience on the other end.
0: Wow, that's that's amazing. Let's just go through those six steps again. So the first one was uncovering the root cause uncover the root
1: cause, personify the root cause as your money monster, destroy the money monster by any means necessary, meet your money honey, have a conversation with your money honey, and take concrete measurable action. Those are the six steps.
0: I love that. And that sounds very doable. I'm sure it probably varies for each individual. My desire
1: in sharing everything so deeply on your show is my desire is really that people do have success with this process. It's easier for some people than others. And sometimes in my experience, if it's harder initially, that can lead to even more riches. But it also, honestly, does not have to be hard to have really great, great, huge rewards. I think the point of what I want to say is everybody's going to have the experience that they need. So there's nothing, it's not that there's something wrong with you. If you need help, my job as a coach is I can safely take you farther than you can take yourself because I've been doing this 20 years and you've been doing this 45 minutes. Right. So I don't expect anybody to master it. I give as much nuance as I possibly can while we're together. But I don't expect anyone to get it all. If you take away maybe ten percent of what I said, you're doing great. Listen to the podcast again. Go to my website for more resources, lots and lots of support with my video series, with my money love quiz, with hundreds of articles and videos on my website, and with my easing is like a great place for me to answer questions that come up and stay in community to keep giving value.
0: And you also have a quiz, don't
1: you, on your website? Yeah, my money love quiz. Everybody's on this journey. And my sense of what this journey is, is that the three things that create human happiness are love, a good lifestyle, and a positive legacy in the world. And the purpose of money is to support great love, great lifestyle, and great legacy and any other use of money, that's when it becomes painful and a perversion or when it doesn't support these things. So we're all on that journey, regardless of how much we have in our bank account. Because I've coached clients with hundreds of millions of dollars and more who had really difficult, painful relationships or were not doing what they wanted to do and had drama. That's not what we're going after. That can actually be a very high level of poverty. So what I want is for everybody to have abundance and have your needs met and to live a life that is fully centered on love and lifestyle and legacy. So wherever you are on that journey, it's good to see where you are now. And that's what the quiz does is it's a really pain-free, easy, quick self-assessment of where you are And that allows me to customize my recommendations of what your best next step is. And also, I always include free
0: options. Great. And we'll be sure to include that URL. And if I recall, it's doesmoneyloveyou.com. Is that correct? Your website is Morgana Ray, M-O-R-G-A-N-A-R-A-E dot com. Mm. And I just want to say I so appreciate your heart-centered approach here and just coming on the show. You are truly a heart-centered pioneer in the world of spiritual development, personal development, bridging the gap, really helping people to uncover. Power within themselves. It all rests within ourselves. And we just have to be able to tap into it. We have to believe in ourselves. I think you've just done a phenomenal job of just sharing your heartwarming experience of what you've been through and how you help clients all over the world. And it's just beautiful. Thank you so much.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Carol.
0: Once again, heart centered listeners, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure to be able to share the story of Morgana Ray and her heartfelt wisdom today and hoping that that will help you in your life journey and also help to open the door for new ways of seeing, thinking, feeling, being, and just experiencing the world. Be sure to go to our website, heartsriseup.com. Until next time, just keep rising up. Bye for now. We hope today's show helped to bring a bit more joy and happiness into your heart. We hope it inspired you to unleash your inner power and rise up to your best and loving heart-centered highest self. We'd be grateful if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews are important to spreading this valuable message. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and share the show with others. Visit heartsriseup.com for heart-centered courses, guided meditations, and our popular notes from your higher self. Until next time, keep rising up and may all that you love thrive.